Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. So raisins are not, as you just said, God's <laughs> gift to the world. Wait, this is how you're going to start the this podcast? This is how I'm interested because we just started this conversation, then he pressed record. So we're starting this one a little bit weird. So for those of you who don't know, you're listening to Diversity on Hill podcast with PJ and PK and joining us again this week, which maybe I'm starting to regret this, <laughs> is... PK2. PK2. PK2 is in the house. So he just made a controversial statement in my house. It's not controversial. Yeah, totally. Raisins are the what? Are a gift from God? Wait, no, no. Don't ruin it. Let him say it. I'll say it differently. Uh Oh, 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 okay. Raisins are nature's candy. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, that's not the same impact, though, Keith. Come on. Raisins are God's gift to the world. Yeah. So. so, Raisins are the dehydrated, <laughs> spoiled, spoiled, really? yes, spoiled fruits of the real fruit. Grapes are it, delicious. How is it spoiled? Have you seen a raisin? They're gross and shriveled. And, well, and they're they're no, 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 no. They're not spoiled. Yes, they are. They put them in the sun to dehydrate. They've been out. What other food would you eat if it was out in the sun? For days on end, and it got shriveled. Like, like tomatoes? you put a piece me, of bread out there. Let me ask you a there? question. Let tomatoes? Me ask a question. Nah, Sun-dried tomatoes? They're bad. Do, oh. Do you drink tea? I do not. Tea's oh, disgusting. okay. All right, all right. I thought being in the <laughs> South and all, you'd be all, you'd be all like, don't touch my tea. Nah, I don't like tea. Tea's oh, gross. Okay. It's a bunch of he's leaves a, and water. He's Hispanic. You, know, you don't do that. Oh, <laughs> we, don't, okay. we don't do that, tea. Anyways, raisins are not good. And by the way, our poll bared that out. Yes, the majority I, did, of our, I did lose that poll. There but was a with this, poll about raisins. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we had this conversation, we often talk about food on this podcast too. <laughs> it's one of the things we usually just start off. I with. eat raisins three or four days a week. Are you serious? Yeah, I eat oatmeal three or four days a week, and my kids do because I make breakfast every day. Well, do you? So get this. Oh, what a, what a nice. I thing. eat raisins multiple times a week as well. Yeah. Mm. Because anytime I have cold cereal and I have it regularly because I like cold cereal. Yeah. I put raisins. I don't care what cereal it is. Ugh. It could be Frosted Flakes. That's a great idea. I still put oh, raisins in there. Oh, disgusting. I should just buy bran and then put the raisins in it because right now they put so much sugar on the they, raisins. Th- that's it. Well, no, 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 no. I buy organic raisins, though, at Costco. Well, it doesn't matter to me. Like Just like the fact that you get a raisin bran, right? And yep. the raisins are covered in sugar. They are. Because that's they the are. thing that's that true. makes it palatable. No. Stop! No, ridiculous. It's just, raisins are terrible. We we as Americans we love sugar. That's that's what it is. Dried, shriveled, gross, spoiled, out in the sun for that, that long. That, that kind so of you, that's what you do when you do, when you want to ruin food. That's what you do to it. <laughs> all right, let's get into the meat. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. This all started because of a carrot cake cookie because we had crumble again. I'm oh, eating. I'm right. eating a carrot cake cookie. Yeah, and, and carrots um, do not need about sugar. It. Tell us how you feel I about like it. carrots. Okay. I like to eat raw carrots. I don't like okay. them cooked. And in carrot cake, not only are they cooked, they're in a cake. Have you had sweet carrots before? What do you mean like sweet carrots? Like a carrot that's naturally sweet? No, no, no. A carrot that, um, it. I, I, I don't know if this, I don't want to be, um, it, 
I it it was I was exposed to it by a Haitian family. It's a, so let me put it that way. I don't know if it's a Haitian dish or not. Uh-huh. That's why I didn't want to say that because um, I don't really know. But a Haitian family mm-hmm. exposed me to sweet carrots, and what they do is that they sweeten the carrots. You don't need to sweeten a carrot. They That's boil the them. They boil them a little bit, or mm-hmm. however it is that they they make them a little bit uh, soft. Uh, not soft to where it's like overdone and it's like kind of mushy. It's not mushy. Yeah, it's so still they, it's still a little cr- crunchy. Okay. Um, and then they sweeten it. Oh, dude. Yeah, they do Sweet that in the south. Are so good. They do dude. that in the south. Okay, okay. Yeah, oh. I've I've had carrots, cooked carrots that are a little sweet. Sometimes yeah. they'll do it for like Thanksgiving in the south, the southern home. Oh, not good. Like sweet potatoes. Yeah, they'll kind of kind of like that. Uh, marshmallow or candied candied sweet potatoes. They candy carrots. Yeah, uh, they kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but but not like not as much as that. They don't put correct. marshmallow on it. Right, it's just right, a little exactly. sweet it's in just, the pan. Yeah. Well, you guys have had carrot juice. Yes, I've had carrot juice. I lo- have you ever had carrot juice? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. You say sure. That that felt like you just wanted to be part of the group. No, no. I mean, <laughs> my mom has juiced carrots and okay. given me that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah, really sweet. Yeah. It is really sweet. Yeah. Extremely sweet. Car- per- carrots are sweet, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they don't need to be sweetened. True, but sweetened carrots are still good is nah. what I'm trying to say. Like, Not good. Oh, but like but you got to remember, I'm not a big fan yeah. of sweet food. In general, that's true. He did. He did establish. I'm not that. a big huge fan. He did just eat like four pieces of cookie, but I have to try them all. Okay. We, oh, that's and that's this is must. something we do from time to time. That Here's is, I'll bring so this crumble was a conflict in. of values. It was like I got to try them all. Yes. Versus, I don't really like sweet things. No, 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 no. I got to try them all. It's not that I like. Sweet. I love sweet things. Oh. Okay. I have a sweet tooth. I don't like oh. sweet food. So, 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 dessert. So, okay, dessert. PJ, the, hold on, hold on. The, the difference between like food and dessert. Okay. You see so, what I'm saying? So, you're, so you sweet your dessert, but don't sweeten my main course. Right, right. So, I don't oh, like sweet okay. potatoes as a main course. He doesn't like plantain, for instance. Sweet, sweet plantains. plantains oh, right? Because okay. no, they're I sweet. like them. I just don't want them. No, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll eat it. And I'll be like, yeah, this is good. I, I get the value. I get the value in the flavor. I just would rather not eat it. I I prefer my food to be salty. Nice. Does that make sense? Oh, but yeah. I love dessert. Sure. So he's a savory a guy, not a sweet guy. Me, on the other hand, I don't mind my food being sweet. That's why I like Asian food. Uh, that's one of the reasons. Because when they sauce it, the sauce tends to be sweet. It has a, a, a you know, and, and in a lot of the Asian dishes, you can use a sweet chili sauce kind of thing because I like yeah, spicy like foods as well. Sweet and sour sauce. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm not a big fan of sweet and sour though. Uh, like that sauce, I'm not a big okay. fan of, but I I like my food sweet. I can eat plantain, sweet plantains with every meal. Like I'm that guy. Yeah, it ruins wow. the meal. And, but uh, right. <laughs> that is that is your opinion. It is my opinion. And you're entitled to it. And, and my it wouldn't opinion, be opinion is right. Because you wouldn't have it otherwise. If I it know. wasn't so, I wouldn't have my dad opinion. That, that's that's the thing. That's I think an all my thing. opinions are 100% correct. That You know, that's an inter- That's a whole topic for a podcast right yeah. now. Uh-oh. <laughs> it really is, like, when you think about it. Okay. We all think that our opinions are right. Right? Right. If not, that's, I that's tell people, if not, I wouldn't have that opinion. Right. I would have a different mm. opinion. Right. Right, or, or no my opinion, opinion would be, I don't have an opinion. Yeah, that's the other. So I either don't have an opinion, or my opinions are right. Sure, that's what I tell people. Or my opinions <laughs> might be wrong, but my opinion is this, and I think it's right because right. that's my opinion. Right. My, my, I don't think my opinions are wrong. I do, I do believe <laughs> some of my past opinions have been wrong, though. Oh, that's even more interesting. Mm. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So in the moment, 
your opinions are all right. Mm -hmm. Later on, your opinions might have been wrong. But it's not no longer my opinion. It is. It, it was my opinion, but it no longer is my opinion. Right. And my new opinion is right. It, and your old opinion is wrong. Exactly. You're catching up on a lot of our old podcasts right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. with that thought in mind, you can reach us at diversityonahill at gmail.com, diversity with a C, or on the IG for the uh, younger population that enjoys that stuff, because PJ and I don't. Yeah, I do. I like that. Oh, IG. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I like yeah, yeah. PJ does. I don't care for social media, but... You can reach us at Diversity on a Hill. Once again, I don't care for social media, really. I got tricked in the Instagram. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. But no, you corrected me. No, so I, I like Instagram, corrected. though. For the most part. Anyways, <laughs> hey, we can also find you where? Because you do a you do a, a YouTube podcast thing. Sure, yeah. Hit me up at uh, SabbathApologetics at gmail.com, or you can go to Sabbath Apologetics on YouTube and watch some videos. Boom. I'm, I'm going to subscribe. Are you? Yeah. Cool. For yeah, sure. one here too. Like, I actually like apologetics. Yeah. I and only have like 150 subscribers, but I'm uh, not necessarily. Well, you might be getting 152. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. I mean, we'll, we'll help. We'll help a brother out. I, I really want to hear it. That really, yeah. that, that really means a lot to me. Yeah, you we're in this together, man. We know how this is. You know, right. you guys mean a lot. Two people mean a whole lot when there's only 150. Yeah, exactly. That's not a bad percentage. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What are you gonna say, PJ? I'm gonna say, let's take a small moment break here and then we're going to get into our main topic today which is could be could be a doozy it's one we've been flirting around with getting into and we're, well, we're finally going to jump in and we'll see how it goes so we'll be right back Hey, guess what? We're back. We're back. Wow, that was <laughs> yeah. That was an well, it's break. it's it's longer on the actual <laughs> episode. So we actually when put you a hear little music in there, I, I do put some music in there, and it goes for a little bit and gets you going, and then it's like right. psych. So now we're away. we're letting everyone behind the curtain now. That I was a, a fraction of a second for us. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> shh! Sh, don't tell anyone what we do. We don't, I, we don't talk about the podcast. I'm new to this. We so talk this about was... it all the time. <laughs> You're new to this, you said? I, I'm new to this, so I'm experiencing all this stuff like firsthand. But behind the scenes is my very first experience. Yeah. So. Well, we're glad to have you, really. Uh, we love your insight, your insight, your deep insight. Let me put it that. You're very insightful is what I was trying to say. I like your vocabulary, building vocabulary. I, I, I know a lot about carrots and mm. and and food so. <laughs> and, and raisins. We're going to find out he knows a lot more than that. You'll see here in a moment. All right. Well, so... Uh, what's our topic today? What are we talking about? We're talking about Disney. All right, cool. Disney. Now, what mind you? you, my ongoing thing right now is Encanto. Love Encanto. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, man. And, he keeps um, talking about it. I mean, he was he was evangelizing me two weeks ago. I sing really? the music. I sing the song. I still haven't seen the movie. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, now it's my understanding, and you can help me out since we're talking about Disney. Go ahead. We're gonna jump right in. Yeah. Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. Yep. Is this have one meaning or two meanings? Is this like, because uh, I know that it's been, you know, said to have, like, we don't talk about Bruno has mm -hmm. been, you know, we don't talk about other stuff. What we're going to talk about? Right. Exactly. <laughs> well. Does it? I don't know. What is it? Not, is it not, implied not, in the movie? Not for him. Okay. At least that's not what's portrayed. But don't you think sometimes, like, for Disney movies, like, when... Um, 
the first Frozen came out. Yeah. They did this whole, like, like this movie's really about this. About what? About, about the liberation. Of, about liberation and, and yeah. like a Come, sexuality coming thing closet. coming out of the yeah. closet and coming to grips with that. So, so, so I, this happens a lot with, with movies in general, but it does happen with Disney movies. I think some people sometimes project something on it or is it something that's really okay. there? So, so, so let... Our question. listeners, yeah. let, let, let's let's okay. You obviously know what we're talking about here. No, no. Let, let's so let's, so let's, let's go ahead out. and tell you, and we're gonna spell it out. Uh, there was a release of a video that was inside of one of Disney's, um, basically, if you want to call it board meetings or what have you, where they were intentional about saying that they are going to support and include in every movie moving forward. An element of LGBTQIA plus. Fifty percent of the characters will be fifty percent. That's what they said. Yeah. 50%. Wow. This is what came out, and and that's where some of the uh, I don't want to say outrage because it, it it I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I don't know if it was outrage, I, but I'm comfortable with the word outrage. I'm outraged. There's outrage by a certain first for for sure a certain demographic, Correct. and there is praise from a certain demographic. Correct. Sure. Correct. Now, yeah. now the, the the some of the challenge with this is there are some people who are Disney faithfuls, right? Have been yeah. watching Disney since they were kids. Right. Um. I'm I'm one of them. I'm not a faithful. I don't I don't follow Disney like that. Um. Don't necessarily love everything Disney has put out, and I haven't watched everything Disney has put out. So I'm not that guy. But there are I have friends that are big. Big, big Disney fans um, and what have you. The The hesitation I have for Disney's um, newfound desire to include this so heavily um, is the fact that if if statistics are correct to this point, and I, I could be wrong, um, I think it's, it's only about 5% of our population as a whole that has this inclination um, that is or in this the LGBTQ tendency, correct, community. in that in that movement and community. So, so with that, you know, it's like you're going to go 50% for 5% of the population. Like that just doesn't make a whole lot of so, sense to me, but I don't know. Yeah. So some of the, the conversation, right, is about like, well, that's because of uh, suppression, you know, and, and uh, lack of opportunity and, you know, um, bullying and, and things that have taken place that, of course, such a small part of the population is going to you know, publicly, publicly declare yeah. their, their true positions or their true feelings or their true identity, you know, however you want to, you know, discuss that or whatever yeah, that's fair <laughs> comment. language that you want to use. So, you know, I, I just saw a recent study, Gen Z, 38% of Gen Z identifies as something within that category. Okay. Um, 38% is pretty huge. That is so, so, something within the LGBTQ population. It, it might have been 38% identifies with bisexual feelings. I can't remember exactly. It was either that or LGBT as something within the LGBTQ category. 38% though, whichever one of those it is. And I, I don't remember exactly. You can look it up. Uh, it, it That's a remarkable statistic. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious as to what that statistic is really means because uh, I'm always skeptical of any statistic yeah, to be honest statistics. with you. Um, you know, who's your demographic? Who are you doing? How are the questions raised? Yeah. Like to me, it's like, Hey, have you ever thought you might be 
Do you know what I'm saying? How did they interpret right. the questions? Yeah. And I do think that Gen Gen Z and younger generations seem to be open more to what I would call the idea of gender and sexual fluidity. Right. And so t- t- to me, is that necessarily a, a byproduct of what they truly feel? Or is that a bro- byproduct of society? So there, there's a lot larger things that we're getting in, into here. So when did that, I, I didn't even know that that was something that had happened at this board meeting. So there was actually a number of things that because there's yeah there are other things that have been happening lately with Disney yeah there's a number of things that were released they said that they were going to drop the language within their parks and in their movies and stuff like specifically within their parks like the um, welcome uh, men and women boys and girls and they were going to change it to welcome dreamers everywhere mm-hmm. you know or or something similar to that you know that basic idea. Um, which, you know, it's really interesting. I, I don't, I don't have as much of a problem with that. Yeah, you know, uh, but they're also removing all gender language from their parks. All gender language. So mm-hmm. they want to get, they want to remove the idea that gender exists. That's mm. the agenda, um, or that it could be maybe more specifically uh, biologically determined, rather than determined within you know, what you perceive to be your, your identity. Um, okay. So, uh, the Williams Institute in UCLA, okay. um, here, uh, it says they asked the question and the question was, uh, in the Gallup daily tracking survey. And it says, do you personally identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender? And then, uh, they include all individuals in the data, uh, that self identified as LGBT, uh, both single and coupled. Um, and that's who they present in this particular map that I'm looking at. And it says that the gender ratio is 41% male to 59% female. It says uh, 28% of the that population has an income that is uh, less than 24,000. And then um, they have a LGBTQ percentage of population is 4.5%. Uh, and above, so four and a half percent and above, and nineteen uh, percent of them that have children. So in this map, it shows a couple of states um, that have four and a half percent of their population or higher, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen states. 17, 18, 18 out of our 50 states are what are four and a half or more percent of the population identify as LGBT. That more can be that. That's a weird stat. Four and a half percent or more. So anyways, hey, let's so let's get into that kind of the the crux of, of what this means then. So, I mean, not long ago, Disney Disney was having some interactions with the governor of Florida because Florida created a law about the don't say gay bill. And that bill was basically saying, hey, don't talk about, uh, I guess, sexuality within the context of schools. And I think they specifically said certain grades. I think it was K through three. or And then they had some language that was a little more inclusive. That was, um, uh, or age appropriate. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of, I feel like this is where kind of all this started. And that's why I was wondering right. when this board meeting came out. Cause I'm wondering yeah. if this was a, 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 
was this a leak or was this something oh, it they was a leak. it was a leak it was a leak somebody was recording the meeting and then released it so i'm wondering if this was a purposeful leak because there there've been these you know obviously it was a purposeful leak i'm just wondering who which side because i could see both sides wanting to release it to because Disney did not publicly come out and de- um, deny it against yeah. right. did, did not come out against the don't say gay law, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and some people were calling Disney to to come out against it, and finally they did kind of say something about it, and then DeSantos was saying, "Hey, if you mess with me, I'm going to take some away or some of your status." Um, and then more recently, I think one of the heirs of Disney came out as transgender and was speaking against the don't say gay law. So we kind of have this kind of culmination of this big, I don't know, storm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so two quick things before I delve deep into your storm yeah. here. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie it into, into what, what we were talking about earlier. So for those of you who are just saying, okay, all those stats that P, uh, PK just shared were complicated. They were. In a nutshell, <laughs> <laughs> the Williams Institute says that 3.5% of adults in the U.S. identify as LGB. Okay, LGBT. so just lesbian, gay, or bisexual, mm-hmm. 3.5% um, of adults in the U.S. do. So about that storm, though, let's go back to the, that sandstorm that brews around Bruno, right? So because the question was asked, was there more to Bruno than just the fact that um, they weren't talking about him, right? And part of, of, of what's happening is the argument is if they were to make an Encanto Part 2, they can use and spin any character in any direction that they want. So could there be more to Bruno? There could be, but I didn't see it portrayed necessarily in this first movie. I think they have a, a better cha- uh, a better opportunity with the older sister, who's the strong one, and then the second sister, which didn't want to marry the guy who she was supposed to marry, right? And that so there's there they have room to work with honestly any of the characters that are the children of the parents, they can flex so, in any which way. So this is, we're talking about a specific instance, you know, and I've heard that uh, another specific instance would be like, people have said the reason that Elsa hasn't found love. Mm-hmm. Right. Is because movies, she, yeah. Is because she's a lesbian. She's, that's correct. Now and that, that has been portrayed for some time now. So, so then, you know, and this might all be speculation. I don't know, but, but when that leak happened and it was like, hey, we're going to intentionally mm-hmm. create characters within this Correct. field. Correct. You know, um, well, well, that that's that's a different, you know, like before it's all just speculation. At this point, I don't know which ones, but it's not speculation. It's anymore. not speculation. Correct. They're going to be know, intentional about it. They're going to be intentional about it. And mm-hmm. so this poses a dilemma for someone like me. I'm a Christian. Uh, I'm a rather conservative uh, I have a high view of scripture, meaning like, you know, when I look at the Bible, I, I believe that it's God's word. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, uh, it, it, it delivers the infallible message of salvation, Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. when I read things in it, I believe that it has authority over my life and things like that. And, and so then I'm, I'm as a parent, I'm raising my kids with the same sort of mm-hmm. value view. system. Correct. Um, and it's it's one thing to say, hey, you believe some so and so such and such, and and I will accept you as a person. I will love you as a person. 
you know, I'm, I'm happy to have you as a, as an individual in my life that I, that I interact with, that I, you know, am friendly with and this, this, that, and the other. It's another thing to say that the entertainment that I'm going to show my kids Mm -hmm. is now intentionally going to try to normalize something that I have a value system that is in opposition of. Mm-hmm. And and at that point, I don't know, you know, like I can't find myself saying, okay, we're just going to bring Disney into my house, you know, um, whatever they make, I'm going to have to watch <laughs> and mm-hmm. scrutinize and be like. So was this across all the platforms that they own? Or is this just the, the movies? Under, no, the understanding that this was just with Disney, and and it was going to start at their parks and in the movies and their parks, like that's. Yeah. So is it like movie? So what I'm saying is like they own Marvel, they own Star right. Wars. Is it going into all of those properties as well? well? You'd it assume is. it will. So I'm going to look this up online. You guys can chat for a minute, but I've heard, and I'm going to double check. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I've heard that there is intention to add a either a gay version of Superman or Superman's brother will be gay or something like that. And I'm going to look it up right now. Sure, sure, sure. So th- thanks for doing that. And the idea then, PJ, is they're going to try to – it's inevitable. It's going to have to come across um, – okay, so here's a good example. Uh, oh, my word. I forgot his name. It just slipped me. But ESPN has analysts – that are openly gay. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's. So are 50% of the people they're going to hire? I mean, that's, a, that's another thing where, all right, let's listen. Even if you believe in equality, mm-hmm. and not, listen, I believe in equality. That came out totally wrong. Ooh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Go ahead. Even if, let's say that is part of, you know, you don't believe in necessarily that traditional conservative Christian value. Um, and, but is it still representative? Uh-huh. So to hire, for, for instance, if you're, if I'm as a minority, a Hispanic minority, I don't expect 50% of the people in a movie to be Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I think that's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Uh, if, if you're going to be representative, go ahead and be, I want representation. But to say that I believe that 50% of the people movie should be Hispanic isn't, isn't a fair representation in this country. And now, if I was, you know. In Latin America, all right, then, you know, 80 to 90% should be. Mm-hmm. And so th- th- that's on one level, that's one, one aspect of it Yeah, that I feel like is, wait a second, why are you putting that quota on specifically? That, that seems to be almost an, over, an overcompensation or an overreaching or trying too hard. Yeah. That definitely bugs me. Well, we- and, and, I, and trust me, I come from the conservative worldview too, but I want... So, Let's go here first. You're a smart man. You know a lot about our church. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but... I'm, what is the what is the Adventist, uh, I guess, official stance on LGBTQ? So it's a... Oh, man. That's a big topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's a good place to... So, at least to delve okay. into a little bit. Let's do it. But right before we do that, let yeah. me just say, apparently Superman came out in... 2016 mm-hmm. um and it you know the, there's a number of other characters dc characters green lantern came out in 2012 um you know and then you have marvel characters 
Uh, and it's just listing, you know, some of them. And you can find this on the Washington Post, New York Times, you know, a number of them. And so it's not like obscure it's, it's reputable. information. Yeah. And um, and I was about to say that when you said Superman, I was like, that's DC, not Marvel. But sure, it's yeah. still the same. So, so Marvel characters, which is Disney, yeah. right? Like, so America Chavez, I don't, I've never actually heard of him. Wiccan, the, the son of the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which in and, itself is a problem. Which which in itself is a problem. <laughs> you know, the, actually, the in more you get it? into these comics, the more, like, the deeper that you go, the more you're like, whoa, uh, what what really are we? That's a different conversation. Yeah. It is. And we, and Sounds like Keith wants to be on a couple times here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if every time I come, it's like huge, heavy t- conversations. <laughs> no, only so, half the time. So, okay, so, you know, just to say, there's an agenda. Yeah. And now all of these agendas are, are really prevalent. And it's really, really hard. And I understand, you know, the conversation on the other side, like, hey, it's been really hard for us for all of this time. Mm-hmm. And now it's really hard for you. Am I supposed to feel bad for you? Well, you know, that's that's reasonable, but I don't necessarily have to continue to engage with Disney. Mm-hmm. I, and that's my choice, right? Like, right. Yeah. I, I think I'm done with Disney. I, I am I'm strongly upset at the at the decision of the direction that they're going with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the point that I'm boycotting Disney. Mm. I, I don't want to engage with what Disney has going on. In fact, uh, just because of this, I feel hypocritical to my children if I continue looking at ESPN. Mm. So I've deleted it from my phone, which let me tell you. Yeah, well, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard. I love I love ESPN, but it's owned by Disney and if and if I'm going to put them through the same expectations, even though I'm more mature and I have the ability to navigate the conversation a little bit mm-hmm. more intelligently and more maturely. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everybody needs to do this, mm-hmm. but for me, I was like you know, for, for, at least for now, until my children reach a level of maturity, I'm not going to require something of them that I'm not also willing to to meet them. Wow. So, so here's the question: the boycotting Even, question. That's an interesting question, right? That was I was going to. I mean, you might take it in a different direction than I no. am, but my question is: even for the older ones, before they had this intentionality. You're thinking about like the it's, Cinderella's and the, the Beauty's really of the Beast hard, and the Snow White's. Of, yeah, or? no, the really hard thing is like these are the stories we grew up with. We love them. I, 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 I would you know, watch them again. I don't have a problem with a lot of those, those videos. Mm-hmm. What I have a problem with is that, uh, nowadays there, if I like had the DVD, right. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. if I had the VHS, <laughs> for those of you who know what a VHS is, <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> probably two people who listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So th- then I would watch them right at home. Mm-hmm. But nowadays we got rid of all of our, we had a ton of VHS tapes as all yeah. of them because yeah. we were like, Oh, we'll get Disney plus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, now I'm supporting financially the creation of these future videos, you know? And I, at that point, that's where it becomes difficult for me is like, okay. I'm, I'm giving financially to uh, a, an organization that intentionally is trying to normalize behavior amongst children that I'm not comfortable with personally being normalized. So I'm I'm conflicted with the boycotting thing. Okay. I'm comfortable with the fact that you don't watch it, you take away Disney Plus. Sure. I, I get that or not seeing the future movies. 
But like as far as the ESPN or the let's say let's say if I buy Star Wars Legos and now I'm like I'm not gonna buy those anymore because Disney owns that or oh yeah they do don't they yeah 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 <laughs> and my boy loves Disney Legos I mean Star Wars Legos so we have a bunch of them yeah. um, but on some level the boycott to me do I boycott everything that because at this point in time we are getting to a point in time where everyone is. At some point, going to support something that doesn't live up to my Christian worldview. Sure. I mean, we can talk about Walmart and, um, you know, employment issues across the world, right? We can talk about monopolies. We can talk about freedom of speech with some of these social medias and the fact that they do promote a lot of the, the same ideas and that I wouldn't agree with that Disney or someone else portrays it gets to the point where it, it might be almost impossible to live i mean ev i mean every kind of store has has opened up doors for things that i necessarily don't agree with so where's the to me i'm like well where's the line of boycotting and actually staying engaged in a reasonable way you know what i'm saying yeah because at some point i'm going to be giving someone money yeah <laughs> for and they're going to use it in a way I don't agree with. Yeah, I I, I totally see the dilemma. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it's black and white. Sure, I I do feel like it's very gray. It's difficult to figure out what is the correct or appropriate response. But I, I, I to me, it's not even a right or wrong response in in this boycotting conversation because to me, um, I believe that God is working on all of us in different levels i sure. go there so fast right this is what we're talking about here <laughs> so so the thought process is if you're convicted and the holy spirit is convicting you that you just need to drop it then drop it i mean we have listeners right now that are listening to this that are their minds are probably going and some of them are like so you know like in the end okay. it, it is you got to make a decision based on your conviction yeah and i'm not your moral judge no we're not we're not we're just putting information out there and we're expressing how we feel about it right yeah. <laughs> and we're thankful that you the listeners choosing to join us on this conversation um so i want to get back to where we kind of stand as a church so that people kind of know our background well yeah and and can i just make a, another brief pause i know you keep keep wanting to go to this no, okay. go we, for it. We, we go down rabbit holes all the time go ahead but i just want to say if you're a listener to this podcast and you feel like you identify as lgbtq you know, or, or you're wondering, you know, um, and this conversation is difficult or makes you feel uncomfortable or things like that. I, I want to I say, you know, as an individual, um, like if I ever met, you know, I'm not saying that I don't ha already know people like that, but like if I ever met you, like I wouldn't treat you like you were some alien with a third head or mm -hmm. some bizarre human being. I'd be right. happy to be your friend. Yeah. You know, um, I just think that, you know, there, there's a point at which, you know, publicly I need to stand up for my value system. Right. And inside my home, I need to stand up for my value system. So, yeah. And, and again, I, I, I'm glad he brought that up because I don't earlier, I was like, I don't get it. And I know we've been talking about how, uh, we're not necessarily in favor of how it is in the imbalance that is being portrayed in these decisions. Um, if you've listened to the podcast for more than just one episode, <laughs> you've gotten to know PJ and me over the over the over the over time, mm -hmm. a long period of time, and you would understand that this is a no judgment zone. It all is how it's always been for us. 
And um, if this is something that you are challenged with, like uh, or Keith maybe said, even downright disagree with us, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just know that we welcome that, and we um, are gonna love you regardless, and we can't put you in heaven or hell, so we're not going to take that road. <laughs> like that's, that's pointless. And I don't want to speak for PJ, but I know at least what I know about him. I, I, I believe he agrees with me when it comes to that. And he's not going to speak for me, but then he speaks for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to have an opportunity to speak for yourself here in a sec. So, and correct everything that I said that was wrong. But the point is um, just know that we are not passing judgment. We're just expressing our feelings towards news that has impacted us and will impact our households. And we'll see how the Holy spirit moves us um, moving forward. Anyways, right. go ahead. So to jump into the question then, which is where does the church stand? You know, having said that stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, well, let's breach this topic. Um, the, the church has issued official positions um, on variety of topics, one being LGBTQ, um, one being trans transgender mm-hmm. right so that would be the t so right. maybe we would say lgb and then they've yeah and then they had to expand on the t right word. expand on it to to the t and and some people see these as invalid and so i'm going to talk a little bit now about like administration of the church so every five years the church gets together and has a large delegation of people from every division of the church Right, every actually union of the church, not division. And then we're talking worldwide church. Worldwide church representatives from every union come together to make decisions about um, the world church. The yeah. world church. Mm-hmm. Now, in between that time, there's what's called an executive committee. So we can't we can't be having delegations every year. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive. I don't remember what it millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's something like $40 million sure. to have one of these. So we can't do it every year. So there's an executive committee, which is a much smaller group of people that handles the business in between the larger ones. Mm-hmm. And they will vote on things. And they will approve and deny things and this, that, and the other. And if it's, a, if it's something that they voted to approve, it immediately goes into action. It's immediately official. However, it usually gets brought to the floor at one of these every five years large GC delegation, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what we call is the general conference. Correct. And so, in between time, when these official documents get released, are they official or are they not official? That's that's what some people argue about gotcha. whether they're official or not official. All right. So there's two statements that have been brought to uh, to be voted upon. Um, in in the past, that, so these are the you're telling us. So so these are the official statements with the caveat that they're not quite official yet. Exactly. Well, that's see, what people that's are. That's question, that's right? that's what yeah. people are asking. If, if if they're official, they're official to a very large group mm-hmm. of delegates, um, but not the large group. Does, okay. If that means so, there's like you know, I want to say there's like maybe 200 people on the um, executive committee, mm-hmm. and when the delegates to get together, it's more like you know, 1,500. Right. And, and I might be off on those numbers, but that's just kind of the main, main right. difference. It's a big scale difference. Right. It's a big scale difference. Okay. So, but those 200 probably represent the thoughts of of the, the larger group. And mm-hmm. it's extremely rare that things don't get 
don't get past. Because usually they're of the 200, they're representative of their areas. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they're kind of senators. So, so most people, when they say it's official, it's like, well, it's pretty much official. All right. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so there's statements that have been released and you can read those by going to Adventist.org. There's a section, um, under the, the word beliefs, it says official statements. And there's a number of different statements on there. Um, and I'm telling you this so that you can you can go read them yourself. Mm. Um, I don't want to be, uh, you know, like this. I'm going to give you my interpretation mm-hmm. for the question that you asked me, but I can't necessarily, you know, you might have a different interpretation. Okay. I think that they take a pretty clear position mm-hmm. on what I'm going to call... Um, uh, same sex sex. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's it's very clear position, and this is this is the position that you as a human being might experience feelings, might experience desires for someone of the same sex, and whether that's biological, right, like nature versus nurture, or whether that's environment. Like, I don't know that we have any conclusive evidence, you know, right. either way. So they're not necessarily trying to say you as a human being mm-hmm. are a sinner because you have those feelings, mm-hmm. right? We have feelings all the time, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether we're heterosexual, homosexual, or bisexual. We have certain sexual feelings. Well, some people who, who ascribe to being asexual mm-hmm. say that they don't have sexual feelings. Well, that's great. We don't. That's not really part of the conversation mm-hmm. for us at this mm-hmm. point. Right. Right. So. So, yes, but we, what we do know is, you know, the Bible, and this, now now here's where things get interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church believes and has put out a statement and believes that the Bible is clear about same-sex sex. And it says that it's it's not something that God wants us to, to engage in. Mm-hmm. And that is both in the Old and New Testament that those... Yes. Now, that is the most prevalent view. That's the view that the, the official church has taken, and that's that's what I'm sharing with you. Mm-hmm. However, there is another view. Okay, there's another side. I think they call it side B. Mm-hmm. All right, and side B is, uh, and I don't know, one of them's called side A, so the other's called side B. I think side B is is the the opposite of that. They mm-hmm. They actually look at the text and say, actually, these texts are saying that it is, it is okay. Even though you're reading them this way with a different hermeneutical lens, mm-hmm. hermeneutical, that's probably too large. With a different lens. <laughs> hermeneutical is just talking about how you take tradition and experiences and uh, and science, basically, to how you interpret the Bible. You take that with you to be able to understand something based on your knowledge. Yeah, that's, yeah that's all what, it is. what tools you bring to try and interpret the text. Correct. So now you're trying to interpret the text, right? So some there's a, a very small group of folks who are side B. They, they, they feel that, hey, uh, the Bible actually leaves space for and affirms monogamous same-sex relationships mm-hmm. in a marriage union, s- similar to how uh, a heterosexual would define marriage between a man and a woman. Yeah. Okay, so that's, but that's, that's, not, that's not the official position of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the church officially feels differently as far as the transgender issue, and you can go look at these. They're 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 you know pretty scholarly, right. you know, in, in the way that they're written. The transgender one again, it's it's rather clear uh, that you know God, whether or not you feel, and and nobody's challenging that, mm-hmm. right? It's 
we will the church will say, and I say we because I actually ascribe ascribe to what the church sure. feels. But uh, um, the church will say, "Hey, um, it's a result of sin that that this kind of Edenic thing has been broken." Mm-hmm. Um, however. Um, even though you find yourself in this position as a result of sin, and you may still have these feelings and thoughts and whatever, you don't have to act upon them. Mm-hmm. You get that power of choice of what you do. The Bible is clear, though, that when you act upon it, then the actions that you take are deemed as sin. And so um, the conversation then becomes... Uh, is that interpretation, again, side B would say, is that interpretation really biblical? Um, and so the, the church has taken the position that, yes, transgender behavior is unbiblical. And LGBT. Yeah, LGBT. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my understanding of, of it is, in a nutshell is kind of similar. It's not the feelings that are the sin. It is the acting out on those feelings, just like the way the way I interpret it is, listen— we, you know, we had a whole episode on male issues <laughs> and talked about our own struggles in the past and, and, you know, about male issues that are, you know, in my estimation, bi- deemed biblically inappropriate. And those feelings and those actions that I, that I once took, right, were sinful. And I have, you know, heterosexuals have problems as well because outside of the context of God's intent intended marriage, which, you know, obviously as a traditional Adventist biblical worldview person, I do believe it's between a man and a woman and sexual uh, behavior should be within the context of that marriage. Um, you know, anything, anything outside of that uh, should be viewed in the same lens and so any of those kind of desires, it's when I act out, when I acted out on those desires or when we act out on those desires that are outside of God's. Right. Well, I, I'm currently reading a book called uh, Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's by uh, Christopher Yuan. And um, he points out in one of his uh, chapters, this whole idea of desire, which mm. It's complicated. We don't have enough time for me to delve too deep into that. I I do recommend that if this is um, something that you want to get more educated on, this is someone who grew up in a Christian household, um, became uh, or started practicing um, um, being homosexual, Mm -hmm. and then ultimately um, decided that wasn't the lifestyle he wanted to live anymore, Mm -hmm. and and then wrote about this, Mm -hmm. his experience and all that. And um, he points out something that was very intriguing too, where the we say act out on the feelings. We say that a lot. His argument to that though is God also talks about desires. So if the desire that you are trying to, um, that you're having leads to something that is sinful, then even the desire can be sinful. Mm. So, so that's where it gets a little tricky. Because if it's a desire that will not lead you to sin, then the desire isn't necessarily sin. But he points out that if the desire can lead you to sin, then even the desire and dwelling on that desire can lead you. Because it's the thought also, because Jesus says that if you have those thoughts, even with 
looking at a woman lustfully. Sure. That's the, yeah. You are sinning in your mind and you didn't quote unquote act anything out. But there, I, I, I you get see, you. So, so that there's, so there's that, there's that challenge too. I, again, I don't want to delve deep because that's not where we're at. And well, we don't have no time. Is, to, Cause we are talking about the church. Right. Position but I, but I want it, but that's what I'm saying. Like as a church, I understand the position that the church is saying, but I, I, I'm, I'm challenged too by his position, right? When he says that desire that leads to sin is also sin in essence. So, so we, we have a, a lot to, to obviously to overdwelling on something, which, which I believe, but the actual thought of being a, so let's say we'll go with a heterosexual sure. context of sure, sure, lust, sure. think lustfully think after a woman. Cause that's the verse we heard has already committed yeah. adultery with her in his heart. Right. We know that maybe just to look at someone attractively or to have that fleeting thought isn't necessarily the sin. The Correct. sin is, that's Oh, that's a temptation. That, right. That's a temptation. And if we're all tempted, right. So the temptation is going to be there. You can't ever escape temptation. No, no that's going to be with us until Jesus comes. Until Jesus comes. But yeah. where does temptation come from? It comes from my own desires. And I tell people, listen, I'm not tempted by olives. I'm or, not. Or raisins. No one, or raisins. No one can tempt me with a raisin. <laughs> you can't say, ooh, look. <laughs> so, you know, but I can be tempted with a crumble cookie mm-hmm. or a really good donut. Yeah. Right. Those are the things that tempt me. So there has to be something within you that desires it. So just like, uh, you know, someone wanting to have premarital sex or, you know, uh, desires to have, you know, sex with the same same sex partner. Right. Those are desires that you may have. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily the sin right away. That is that might be the temptation. So. So can I add some, sure, yeah. some nuance to this? Sure. Oh, so, add all the nuance you want. Make it more difficult. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm going to try to make it less difficult. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, there are there are definitely ways I can make it more difficult. <laughs> we we figured as much, but yeah, that's but all right. I, I'm going to try to make it less difficult. I think that a humongous. Mm. I can't emphasize that enough. A humongous theme. Um, in the Bible, especially the New Testament, especially uh, the writings of Paul, mm. is the lust of the flesh mm-hmm. uh, versus mm. the the walking in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. and you can really dig into this, but like read go go read Romans six through eight. Go read Galatians chapter five. Whenever Paul is talking about the law versus grace and things like that. This is a substance of what he's like what he's really talking about. Um, he gets into it in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with sexuality. But the whole concept is is that within us there's actually enmity within us. There's mm. enmity between the law of sin, mm-hmm. right? And then there's enmity with that and the law of God. Okay. So, so enmity is that there's a battle. There's a battle within within us. Hate. Now, we we know that this battle was established in the Garden of Eden, right? Right. Because because this is what it says in Genesis three fifteen. It's it's one of the promises. It's actually a gift by God because what we chose when we chose to eat the fruit, the Adam and Eve, you know, what they chose was godlessness. Correct. They changed their governing authority from God to godless. To mm-hmm. themselves, yeah. To themselves and Satan. Like, that, right. that, that was essentially new new order of, of authority. So they, they were leaving behind God's government. They were leaving behind God's law. They were leaving behind all these things. But God made them a promise in Genesis 3.15. He said, I will put enmity. Right 
between you and the snake right. within you. Like God between says, us like, and Satan. Yeah. yeah, so there's this enmity that, that is within us, right? Mm-hmm. However, what's interesting is these two laws that exist within us, the, the law of, of sin and death and the law of, of God um, that are at war with, with each other, it, an unconverted individual, this is what Paul is saying, an unconverted individual is a slave to the lusts of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So, so the lust that you have inside of your flesh, doesn't matter whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, transgender, I don't care what it is. You are a slave to the lusts of the flesh. That, that includes desires, motivations, ambitions, intentions, actions. You're a slave to these things. You've heard people say, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I just did it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're a slave to your flesh, your body, you're like, you know, your, your skin, your, your, your thoughts, the way that your body is, they call it, some people call it the carnal nature, you know, <laughs> Yeah. right? Like you're a slave to your body. Mm-hmm. When you come to Christ, this is Paul's point, he sets you free from the law of sin and death. He sets you free from being under the dominion of sin so that now you're under the dominion of Christ, Okay. Which which ultimately is love and eternity and life, fullness of life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we would need to define some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, that's, that's why I was yeah. like... I, I, Those are big words. Every yeah. word yeah. is a definable word. A, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, I'm not, yeah. not going to go too deep, just trying so, to help the listeners. So, yeah. So, he's, he, so here's basically, now you're under the dominion of Christ. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Christ makes a number of promises. He, said he promises to purify your will. Purify your your motivations, your desires, your your intentions, your ambitions. He'll he'll purify these things inside of you so that you're no longer under the dominion. But does the dominion or sorry, does does sin actually disappear from your mortal flesh? No. Yeah. So you live with that until Jesus comes. Correct. You live with this flesh that you have been given until Jesus comes. What you get is the power of the Holy Spirit. So walk in the Spirit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. This is what Romans chapter 8 says. Walk in the Spirit in, in Galatians chapter 5, and you won't commit the sins of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So it actually is calling you to deny the lusts of the flesh, mm-hmm. right? And embrace Christ's imparted righteousness, right? right? right. So it's, 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 a, it's an entire shift of being, and seeing and perceiving and, and all of these things. So how does this have to do with, with sexuality and how is it going to make things either? Well, the whole concept of the New Testament is literally denying those desires that come to you, mm-hmm. that, that, that you know that if acted upon, that if you dwell upon, that if you head down those roads, that's your flesh talking. Yeah, so denying yourself. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Take up your Jesus. cross. It's not easy. Yep. And follow Jesus. That's the New Testament. Right, and the and cross it, is the sin that is not going to leave us until he comes. And I know the sinful we've nature. Talk, I know we've talked about this before. And what's important here is also how do we and who do we identify ourselves as and with? Mm. Because if I identify myself, we've often talked about race here. Mm-hmm. If I identify myself as a Puerto Rican, or if I identify myself as an American, I start to deny what God can do in my life. Wow. Right. If I, if I um, identify as a sexuality or if I let my sexuality identify me yeah. or if I let my race identify me or even my own f- mother and father, if I let them identify me, 
I don't allow God's power to work in my life. First and foremost, I tell people, I am a child of God. That is my identity. And that's the so deep rest, and profound. The yeah. rest is frosting right. or decorations. And if God is my identity, I should let him mold my identity, even no matter how hard it may seem to me and how hard it fights against my own sinful desires. Right. And, and that's, I think, super important. It is. And that's one of the points that Christopher presents in his book, mm-hmm. the one I just mentioned, Holy Sexuality in the Gospel. He says, if you can establish and stand firm on the fact that you were created by God and you're his child, that's the beginning of the, of the fight, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of the challenge comes in. And I'm glad you, you brought that up, PJ. And listen, in my life, I need to, I need to always remember my true identity. Because it's so very easy for me to identify as something to try to put myself in the box that God never put me in and lead me down a road that God doesn't want me to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to taste that fruit yep. because it looks good, mm-hmm. it feels right, mm-hmm. it's who I was born to be. Mm. And if we were born in sin, no matter the feelings we had, we weren't born, we weren't born that way. Now, I mean, God is trying to transform us right. mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. And that's something I, th- I feel like we need to remember. And even t- to, to, the, to the listeners or to anyone who's engaging in this conversation with us, I mean, I want to reiterate the fact that, listen, God is still working on all of us. If you struggle with these issues, we are not saying that you are less than us. You are maybe even better than us because we have our own issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all got them. It's, it's, <laughs> Depends on, yeah, there's like, we all got issues. Some of us have a little more than others. I might have the most issues of all of us. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, trust Paul said, me. Paul said, I'm the chief, I'm the chief guy chief here. Chief center, that's it. And the raisins people, they have issues. We're so, going to pray for the non-raisin <laughs> lovers. Just, just a word to, yeah, listeners. I, I also just want to say some, something, you know, if, if, you, if you find yourself in your space and you're hearing this conversation and you're like, oh, I'm being singled out and this that and the other and i'm i'm sorry that this topic is such a hot topic and that like yeah it's it's difficult to hear it all the time and then like well this is what my church is saying and it's confusing because some people are saying this and some people are saying that you know i i know i get it 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 can be a very difficult issue um to navigate Mm. it can be a very difficult issue for a young person as they're as they're asking themselves who am i like what am i called to do and, and I want to, I want to just kind of leave you with I'm like my own final kind of piece of the thought is like, Hey, um, you know, I, I, none of us don't struggle like, like you were saying with, with stuff. Mm. And so with sexuality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we all struggle with sexual, unless you're asexual again, you know, I don't know that. Yeah. Like, that's not part of the conversation. Right not now. Part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all of us struggle with that. All of us struggle with doing things that we should not do sexually. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're heterosexual mm. or homosexual or right. lesbian, gay, transgender. It doesn't matter. Everybody's mm. on the struggle bus. Yeah. Mm. And don't right? let say and tell you otherwise, because you are not alone. You are not alone. And me as a heterosexual, I'm still struggling with sexuality, just like you, maybe as a homosexual are struggling with sexuality. We're all struggling with it. And we can still love one another. We talk about this all the time on this podcast. We don't have to love each other's sins. Right. We can still love each other, though, because we are all, I don't care who you are, under the sound of my voice, if you were created, you are a son or a daughter of Jesus Christ. 
so you can still be loved despite whatever your sin is. Because newsflash, we all, all have sin to deal with. Hey, and if you're interested in engaging in this conversation a little more with us, we'd, we'd love to. If you want to be on the pad, podcast and, 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 you know, slug it out with us on, on, on some level, I mean, we'd love, we'd, love, we'd love to have these conversations. We know some of these conversations are tough, but, you know, we feel like they're important to have. Yeah, um, and you reach us at diversityonahill at gmail.com. And I that knew, is I, also I wanted to leave that for you because you're the IG. plug master. Ah, not the plug master, but yeah, I do yeah, enjoy I know, saying I know that. You're going with it. And forgive <laughs> us if we were off with a couple of our statistics or whatnot. Yeah. Well, st- that's why I don't like statistics are new every day. Yeah, they, they keep changing. The but the point is, send us the statistics. You know where on IG or at Gmail. And then we'll send you some that are different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet I, I can't stand. All right. One more plug for um, PK2s. Um, oh, yeah, Sabbath apologetics. Sabbath, Sabbath apologetics. apologetics. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's bar heads and close for prayer, guys. Loving Lord, we are so grateful, again, that you give us the opportunity to have these difficult conversations. And um, if at any point in time we came across like we were not loving, please forgive us because that was not the goal. And if we sounded judgmental, that was not the goal. Please, in some way, shape, or form, that every listener may know that they are loved, especially loved by you. So bring us back again later to continue these conversations. Help us to continue to grow together. And thank you for the work you're doing in each and every one of our lives. And most importantly, thank you for Jesus. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the diversity on a hill podcast this is pj and i'm out this is pk2 and i'm out (laughs) and pk here many blessings till next time